welcome to everyone. It's good to have you here this morning. Jesus said in John chapter 11, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do we believe that this morning? Jesus said those words to Mary and Martha after the death of their brother. And you know, that's the question, the ultimate question to answer for our lives. Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? In our life here, as we were reminded this week, again, our life is just temporary. We're just here for a short while. Today, most of us here are here with a certain amount of grief in our hearts. And yet I believe that there's joy for a sister that, yes, we lost, but now... She has gained everything. There's no grief or sorrow with her this morning. That was left for us. So this will be a little bit of a a different church service with uh, having experienced that loss this week. But yet we believe that It's all about Jesus. Whether in life or in death, it's about him and about giving him glory. Whether it's through pain and suffering or through joy and our mountaintop experiences, that's what we're called to do. This morning just happens to be one of those times of pain and suffering. But in the midst of that all, let's lift up the name of Jesus. So this morning we're, we're blessed to have Drew and Olivia here with us. They're from Windsor Christian Fellowship. They have uh, graciously agreed to, to lead us in our praise and worship this morning. And we're so thankful for that. And I pray that the Lord will move through you in that. After that time, we'll uh, we'll just have a time of prayer, time of coming before the Lord. We'll kind of uh, forego our, our kids' time for that. And after that, Phil will bring a message. It may end up being a little bit of a shorter service than usual. But following that, we do have a lunch planned, and we have plenty of food. Please, everybody, stay and 
enjoy that time of, of fellowship with us as well. So, uh, Drew, Olivia, come on up and uh, we'll get started. And as you're getting set, I will uh, pray for you all, pray for us. Father, we come to you thankful that you are still God, you're still on the throne. You see the beginning from the end, nothing that you do is a mistake. Father, it's hard to believe that right now, but yet we come to you in faith, grasping that promise that you know all and that you care for us. So we come to you and we want to lift up your name this morning, whether in life or in death, that you would be praised, you would be glorified. I pray that your spirit would move among us and on my brother and sister here as they lead us in worship. I pray that you would draw our hearts to you this morning. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all want to stand with us? In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my Jesus commits my death. 
You're the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the story of the story of all history, from the first to the last. Always have been, always will be. And you are our Savior. You are our King. And you've redeemed us. You've redeemed us from death. You've redeemed us from hell. into your kingdom. You are our rock, Lord God. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest strength, but holy Darkness seems to hide his face. I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the All of 
Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground in sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand what is our
Every time I play the bridge on that song, <laughs> hear the voice of many angels sing, worthy is the Lamb. are singing. The saints that have gone before us, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. He redeemed us unto God out of every kindred, tribe, nation, and tongue. You know Jesus Christ in here. That's your future. Oh God, I pray that we live with that in our hearts. The fact that we're going to stand before you. We're going to worship you for eternity. And Lord, even now on the earth, we worship you. And we bless your holy name with our lives and with our music and with everything that we have.
us and helps us. We bless your holy name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Thank you so much for leading us in that time of worship. It was very fitting to the circumstances that we find ourselves in this morning. For a few announcements, um, I would assume most everybody here knows. For those that are watching you online, watching online and. Uh, sense that it's a bit of a different uh, service this morning. This past week we 
lost a very dear sister from our church here as she was giving birth to their first child and uh, both mother and the baby are now in heaven with Jesus this morning. We believe that on the authority of the word of God. So while we are very sad about this, we believe that they are in heaven rejoicing. If you have your bulletins and you're wondering about uh, funeral information, uh, funeral will be in Georgia, where uh, Laurie's family was from, and burials there in their family plot. If anyone is able to go to Georgia, I think many of us actually are. Uh, all your uh, details for that are in your bulletin. We've also posted them on our Facebook page. We'll be in prayer for all those that are traveling. Jason is traveling back to Colorado today, I think, along with his sister and Laurie's mother. My wife is driving Jason's car back today, uh, along with things they had with them in Wisconsin. Um, and many of us will be flying to Georgia. Uh, Gary's are in Wisconsin. They'll be flying to, to Georgia from there. So a lot of traveling going on. So just pray that the Lord gives us a uh, week full of his grace and strength and most of all, pray for Jason. It's I. I can't imagine the pain that uh, is in his heart, losing his wife and their firstborn child. But we know that that God is faithful, and I know that that is Jason's testimony as well. Now let's let's really pray for him, for our church as we. Uh, Continue to process this and, and for both Jason and Laurie's families. They both have fairly large extended families. Um, just be in prayer for them through this time as well. So I think um, we'll just spend some time in prayer regarding these things and um, anything else that, that comes to mind. We'll just take 10 minutes or so and, and uh, be silent before the Lord. Anyone that wants to uh, lead out in prayer, feel free to, uh, just from your seat there. And uh, if you have any comforting scripture that the Lord has brought to you that you would like to read, feel free to do that as well. And... Uh, We'll just spend some time on that, and I'll close that out, and then after that, Phil will bring in the message. So go ahead. That's anyone who wants to uh, pray, just feel free to lead out at this time. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. 
and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Father, I thank you that you are a loving Savior, that you do care for us, and you protect us, and even through trials of this life that appear like fire, you are there, and you have given the victory through, your Lord, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for sharing in that way. I will turn the time over to Phil for a word from the Lord. And, uh, and after that, we'll close our service and have our noon meal. God bless you. A good name is better than a good ointment, and the day of one's death better than the day of one's birth. The most stunning words in the Bible to us will live on the earth. Do you believe that? Today is a better day for Laurie than the day she was born. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting. Which one would you choose? The better or the lesser? Because that is the end of every man and the living takes it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. Or when a face is sad, a heart may be happy. In another place in Proverbs it says, even in celebration, is one translation, a heart may be sad. How many people's hearts are sad as they party? Which one will you choose? To go to the house of mourning and weep there and find comfort. And though your face is sad, your heart is happy. Happy face, sad heart. Sad face, happy heart. Which crowd are you in this morning? I choose a happy heart because that's the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The mind of the wise is in the house of the morning while the mind of fools is in the house of pleasure. Are you a wise or a fool? Depends where your mind dwells. Jesus said, blessed are all who mourn. Blessed are all who mourn. Why? What blessing is in mourning? Who likes mourning? 
like sweeping. For they shall be comforted. That's what happens in the house of mourning. There's comfort. There's the warmth blanket for the soul. Comfort. That's where the Holy Spirit ministers the grace of Jesus Christ to a mourning heart. And that's why even though the face is sad, the heart can be happy, strengthened with that comfort. Yeah, impossible to experience unless we do so by faith. For if in this life only we have hope, 1 Corinthians 15 says this to us, then, verse 19, then we are of all men most miserable or to be pitied. You may turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm going to read this chapter to you. Let's listen to the word of the Lord as we are in the house of mourning today. Now I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, in which also you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, Peter, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. And last of all, as it were to one untimely born, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles, who am not fit to be called an apostle, Paul is saying, because I persecuted the church of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God within me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now if Christ is preached, that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is worthless. It is not worth anything to you. Is your faith worth something? What is it worth? Today, it's tested. The worth 
of our faith is tested in the house of mourning in the face of death. Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses, verse 15. Moreover, we are found to be false witnesses of God because we witness against God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise in, if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have hoped in Christ in this life only, we are all men most to be pitied. If Christ is only giving you life on this earth, if the only blessings you receive from Jesus, my dear friend, is the blessings on this earth, your faith, is earthly and very short-lived. But if your faith is eternal in the Jesus Christ who has given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, up there is where my blessings are. Up there is where my inheritance is. And Laurie is now enjoying that inheritance. Why would you mourn about that? Our loss is her gain. One of the most encouraging words the Lord shared with me personally. Years ago when Katie and I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And our son Christian died. As I stood over the grave. And I remembered the words, Old death, where is your sting? Old grave, where is your victory? I thought to myself, it sure stings now. It sure doesn't feel like victory to me. And many of you can relate to that feeling. And the devil whispered, where is it? Where is it? And as I struggled, with my faith in that moment, in that hour, in those days. That morning I went to make myself a cup of coffee. And I'm not superstitious or weird. Don't get any weird ideas. I don't know if this is a reality or if Christ spoke it to me, but someone did. I heard the voice of our son Christian say to me, Daddy, rejoice with me. That's what I heard, loud and clear in my heart. It so shocked me, I dropped my coffee cup and it broke. I was deep in sorrow. And all of a sudden, I heard, Daddy, rejoice with me. How many of you have rejoiced with your spouse or with your children in this life? There was no joy in it for you at all. But you did it simply because you loved them and you rejoiced with them. How many of you have done that? Isn't that fun? Isn't that wonderfully encouraging? There's something exhilarating about rejoicing with the person you love the most. Just 
Share joy. Share their joy. And that's what happened to me that moment. It lifted me up out of my depression, my sorrow and despair. And I seen our son with Jesus in the joy of his Lord. Psalm 16 says, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. And I was able to rejoice that moment. And from that moment on, live in that joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That kind of strength. I shared that with Jason yesterday morning as we sat around the breakfast table. I said, you can rejoice with her. Right? Rejoice with her. That's what she's saying to you. Honey, rejoice with me. Verse 20. But now Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after that, those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers up the kingdom to God and Father, when he has abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. For he has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it's evident that he is accepted who put all things in subjection to him, Christ. And when all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself also will be subjected to the one who subjected all things to him, that God may be all in all. Dear friends, brothers and sisters, it's in that submission that we find rest. When Christ can put death under our feet and we walk on that water. When we sang that song, when the waves, billows of sorrow come over me, the Lord gave me the picture of Peter. And I felt like I seen Jesus walking on this water. And the billows were rocking our boat right now. And there's fear, there is uncertainty, there's sorrow. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, Come, come walk on the water with me. And those are the words that Jesus is saying to every one of us. When the waters of life overwhelm us and we are sure we're going to perish and just want to die, Jesus is here. You'll hear his voice saying, come walk on this wave and put death under your feet. I have done so, and I'll help you do so as well. I'll be that resurrection power in your soul. That though 
You're feeling all of this pain in your physical body. Your soul is lifted up and you can walk with me over death. That's what it means to experience the resurrection power of Jesus Christ in our life. Verse 49. And just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. But I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable. It must. The only way to get to heaven. You won't go with this body. None of us will. Glory is not in her body anymore. And what we're going to put into the ground is not glory. It's the perishable. She now has put on the imperishable. The soul of hers. Her soul is clothed with the new, the new imperishable that will never die. Like Anthony said this morning, read in John 11, Jesus saying to Martha in the face of death, Lazarus had died, but Jesus knew he wasn't dead. And I want to proclaim to you this morning to strengthen your faith, Laurie is not dead. She's alive. It's only her body that died. She is not dead. But when this imperishable, this perishable, will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then, then, my friends, then will come about the saying that is written. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? When I thought about those words as I stood at the graveside and watched people put dirt over our son's body, the Lord said to me, Read it again. That's what he said to me. Go read it again. When the devil whispered, yeah, it really stings, doesn't it? Go read it again. And I did. I went home and I opened my Bible. And this is what I read. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, when this exchange happens, my body I leave for a new one. Then the sting of death has been lost from me. And I then can say, oh grave, where is your sting? I am alive. I'm not dead. And that's what Christian was saying to me. And that's what Laurie is saying to us this morning. 
I'm alive, my brothers and sisters. I'm not dead. Oh, grave, where's your sting? I don't feel it. Oh, grave, you have not won my victory. I'm alive. Rejoice with me, my friends. Can you hear her say that? If you could hear her voice in your heart, that's what you will hear, this proclamation. But thanks, the sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law, referring to spiritual death. There is a spiritual death. There are people who die, who really die forever. They experience the sting of death. Without Christ's victory, without this faith, all men will experience what Revelation calls the second death. And that's eternal death. Dying eternally. There are people who die that way. And without our faith in Jesus Christ, all of us will die eternally. But if your faith goes to the house of mourning and faces death with this faith, you look up and you can rejoice in Jesus Christ as we sang this morning because he is worthy. He has forgiven all my sins. They're all blotted out, not just in part. The whole is gone. I am forgiven and redeemed. By the blood of Jesus Christ. He's my Savior. But not only my Savior. My Redeemer. And now my King. My Bridegroom. That salvation. Saves all of us. Who believe in Him. From the second death. And Jesus' words. Come with that meaning to our souls. I am the resurrection. And the life. I am. Do you believe this? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We know and believe Laurie has this victory today. That's where she is right now. That's her victorious, victorious beginning in a way she never could experience here. It is better for her that she died. And it is better for you and me to have this same exchange of a new body. Therefore, we come to a house of mourning with sad faces but happy hearts. Amen. Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain. In Philippians, Paul says this. Verse 21 of chapter 1 of Philippians. 
or to me, to live is Christ. To live is to live with Christ here. It's to live his life on the earth, to experience his love, his salvation, his forgiveness, and to share it with others, to proclaim that good news called the gospel to every soul. That's to live is Christ. To live a life victorious over sin. Not experiencing the defeat of sin, but having victory over sin in my life. Continuously being an overcomer, overcomer. Revelation says again and again, when Jesus had these last words to every church, these were his last words. After he gave them encouragement or correction, he said these words, to him who overcomes, I will give eternal life. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit in my throne and rule over. To him who overcomes, to the overcomers, Jesus is not only our friend, he's our king. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. That's true. Your faith can believe that. Death is our gain. So why should death defeat us and depress us and discourage us? Though it numbs our bodies and saddens our face. Because we do in this body still experience the sting. Our souls are delivered from the sting through our faith. That it is our gain. But if I am to live on in the flesh, Paul says, this will mean fruitful labor for me. And I don't know which to choose. But I am hard pressed from both directions. Having the desire to depart and be with Christ. For that is very much better. That is very much better. Yet to remain on in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. And convinced of this, Paul is saying, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. Jason said to me, I just want to die. I can't sleep. I just want to die. That I know again. I really wanted to die. When we face the, the departure of a loved one, we just want to go too. And we lose the desire to live. And we become like Paul here saying, That's very much better for me. But, and we surrender to this truth. I'm convinced of this. And I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress, joy in the faith. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for each other. I'll never forget that. If you're only here for yourself, you'll be depressed. And all you'll want to do is crawl in that grave with your loved one. But if your faith will rise you up, 
like it did Paul's, and say, okay, I'm here. I remember there was a season where all I would tell my wife is, I just want to die. I did not want to live anymore. I was so in the depths of sorrow. And one day, my wife and I went to visit a customer, and it proved something to her. That's why I'm relating this story. It said something to me. I went into the guy's house, and he had a fenced-in little fence, picket white fence, maybe three and a half feet high around his front yard. Went into his gate, knocked on his door, and he goes, hang on, let me put the dogs out before you come in. Our little dog, he's a biter. He'll bite you. I said, okay, I'll wait. So, put the dogs out. I went in and talked business with him. And then I came out, leaving, and he forgot he had left the dogs out. And I did too. And all of a sudden, these dogs come racing around the corner, both dogs. And the one that bites was coming right for me. And I looked at that dog, and I started running. About from here to that wall was the fence. And he yells out, the dog is blind. He can't see. And I thought, oh, no, he's smelling me. He can't see. I'm out of here. And so I ran and leaped up. But before I got to the fence, he got me, and he ripped my pants right wide open, right here, just. And I thankfully cleared the fence, but I had torn pants. My wife was sitting there in the truck right beside the road looking at all this, and she was laughing and crying, and she said, Hallelujah, I'm so glad you don't want to die. This was your chance. You could have just laid down and left to meet you. Yeah, I didn't want to die as bad as I thought I did. I got the will to live that day through that little dog incident. The Lord showed me, see, you still do want to live, and I need you to live, not for yourself, but to live for me and for others. And this is the will of God for all of us. So we journey, take this journey of losing our precious glory to Jesus. And we're going to miss her, and we're going to weep and cry with Jason. But it's also an encouragement that Jesus is giving to this dear young man. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And that, that joy will become his strength and our strength as we take this journey together. Father in heaven, we thank you for this precious time. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of your saints. Lord, we thank you. We can sense we're being held in that precious nearness of your presence. And Jason is too. And Lord Jesus, we ask you for wisdom and heavenly words to encourage our brother and to be Christ to him and to encourage him, Lord, in a way that is real and yet 
faith building. Thank you for your word. You guide us through death so that we can all proclaim, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Jesus is our victory. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith in his victory and in Lori's victory and in all of our victory for all of us will experience this glorious, victorious deliverance on this earthly body one day. But until then, Lord, I pray you would strengthen each one of us and encourage our faith in every trial, in every sorrow, at every level, Lord, that we are experiencing death. Whether it's the death of a relationship physical death or the death of other things in our life. Oh Lord Jesus, come and lift up our souls with your resurrection power, I pray. And we put our hands into yours and walk on this water by your power and with your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brother Phil, for that encouraging word straight from God. Reminded that God is the giver of life, He's the redeemer of our lives, and He chooses when our earthly life is finished. As Phil pointed out, that's just our earthly life. Our soul will live on. And uh, it's, it's precious to have reminders of the life that, that God gives and that always in his hands. I'm glad to see Brian and Michelle here and their new little life. I guess he's, what, three months old now? Maybe not new, new, but... <laughs> but... Uh, Good to see you guys here. First time I've seen your baby, at least, and it's that's a precious reminder that God gives life, and always in His hands, and we trust Him for that. That'll bring us to the close of this part of our service. Our meal will be ready shortly. We'll give the ladies a few minutes yet to. Uh, Get that ready for us since we're dismissing a little bit on the early side, but just uh, feel free to stay and fellowship and then partake in our meal together. Those of us that can, why don't we stand to our feet and we'll uh, dismiss with a word of prayer and a blessing on our new meal. Papa, would you like to lead us in a prayer, please? Lord, we come before you this morning, Lord, with heavy hearts, Lord, we... Thank you, Lord, that we can be in a house of mourning, but yet there is a day coming, Lord, when we also have to leave our bodies behind, Lord, and be with you forevermore, Lord. And we look forward to that day also where we can be with Lori again, be reunited with others who went before us, Lord. 
So we thank you for the message this morning, Lord. Pray you bless us this week, Lord. And Jason, Lord, especially. Think of Jason a lot, Lord. That you would just fill him with your spirit and help him to walk with you, Lord. And we pray that you would just be with him, Lord, every step of the way. Bring verses to his mind and bring comfort and, and much rejoicing, Lord, with when he thinks of his wife being with you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for this food, Lord, and pray that you would bless it, Lord. We don't want to just take these things for granted, Lord. It's so easy to go through life just taking it for granted, Lord. But, Lord, help us to redeem the time because we know the days are evil, like the Bible says. And so help us to be prepared, Lord, to meet you and bless our fellowship also. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're dismissed.